Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for another edition of Know Your Enemy. My name, of course, is Michael Beck, deputy editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Hanging out, as always, by w- joined by one Mr. Jeffrey Benedict. Jeffrey, how are you doing tonight, sir? Doing good. Perfect. And our special guest this week uh, from the Inquirer Sports, Lindsay Patterson, joining us for a second time. Lindsay, how are you? I am good. How are you guys doing? I, I'm doing pretty, pretty fantastic. Well, I mean, considering the last two weeks, I, I think Steeler fans are a, a little bit coming uh, down the hill, but uh, still, still hanging in there. A, a little bit better than you guys are, I would assume. Uh, what, what's what's the vibe in uh, Cincinnati like right now? What's the vibe like in Cincinnati right now I think everybody for the past pretty much since Joe Burrow went down they've been looking forward to the draft and and that's something that we're familiar with in Cincinnati Uh, unfortunately the vibe is really down right now when you're losing and you have a new coach in year two and you only have two wins you had two wins last season you can add a tie in there but really does it even matter Um, a lot of people calling for the coaching staff and all that fun stuff this time around Uh, but yeah the vibe the morale it's pretty low right now. Cincinnati fans are um, all looking ahead to the spring and, and who this team's going to draft in 2021. Yeah, that's a, you know what? The Steelers have only lost two consecutive games, but I've seen more mock drafts in the last, I don't know, like two days than I've had probably <laughs> the, the entire season combined. So that's the way it goes, I think, with the, with most NFL teams. But man, is it, is it ever brutal? Jeffrey, um, you see, uh, you see the Steeler fans on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com's comments section. What, what, what do, you, what do you see the vibe as uh, for Steeler fans? Uh, it's, it's pretty bad right now. It's, 
It's honestly bad. Like we've had, I think it's because we've had this boiling frustration with the team. Like you're winning, but you don't look good. What's wrong? Like, like we were expecting you to look better than this and you're just, you're just eking out wins. And then when they started losing, it's like, yep, yep. This team's terrible. They're awful. Somehow they won 11 games, but we don't know. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's a little unrealistically pessimistic, I would say. Lindsay, fair question. Do you hate us? <laughs> Honestly? <laughs> No, no, honestly, I think if you look at even last season with Mike Tomlin, I don't, I don't hate anybody. Uh, the fan bases, you can ask them how they feel about everything. Um, of course, they they feel there's a rivalry there and, and they're never going to like Pittsburgh. But I think you can look at Pittsburgh and admire what they've been able to do. Even Mike Tomlin last season. Yeah, they didn't get their goal, but I felt like he should have been coach of the year with what he was able to do um, with the guys he had in, in quarterback play with Ben out. I think you you look what you win in, in Pittsburgh, the championships, the playoff wins. I mean, when you think of the season, training camp or, or going into regular season, the Pittsburgh Steelers aren't thinking, oh, let's win a playoff game this year. They're thinking let's win a championship, and that's the mindset there. I think if there's anything, um, I, I would say probably in Cincinnati, a little bit of jealousy. They don't want to admit uh, what's going on in Pittsburgh and, and wanting to get back that. I mean, if you remember five years ago, since – Cincinnati was going on, I wouldn't say a playoff run, but they were going to the postseason and they would lose in the first round every time. I, I think you can look at what's happening in Pittsburgh and that's really what you want to do. That's who you want to be. Um, and I know it's crazy. I, I, I read, you know, Twitter, social media, and if Pittsburgh doesn't win a Super Bowl or they're out early in the playoffs, fans, they're calling for Mike Tomlin. And I never understand it. I think he's a wonderful coach. And um, I think a lot of NFL teams would take him in a heartbeat. Oh, absolutely. They would. Um, I, I think there's been rumors even the last couple of years of teams trying to offer first round draft picks for Mike Tomlin. But uh, like you said, uh, people will be calling for his job uh, anytime the Steelers lose, or even if they, uh, they win a game by just a point, it, it seems it's uh Really an unfair uh, situation for Mike Tomlin, I'd say, uh, on behalf of some Steeler fans. But, Lindsay, coming right back to you, since Joe Burrow has gone down, what have you learned about this Bengals team, whether it is their, like, moxie to still try to compete or um, just anything really in general? What have you learned from the Bengals since uh, Burrow hurt his knee? I mean, it's really easy to say that when you look at Joe Burrow, and I I remember talking to you guys about it, he's the MVP of this team offensively they can't get anything going i want to say out of 55 drives they've been able to score a touchdown five times i will say right now the quarterback play brandon allen who would have thought the practice squad the guy who was virtual for most of this regular season was going to end up being the starting quarterback of the team not even ryan fenley it's brandon allen right now and he's day-to-day with an injury um i think what you learn is there are still young, promising guys. Jesse Bates on the defensive side. He's playing like one of the best safeties in the NFL. T. Higgins as a wide receiver. You got Tyler Boyd over there. Of course, Pittsburgh's familiar with him. I felt like going into the season, their wide receiver room was one of the most underrated. And, and that's when I thought about A.J. Green's play. Um, unfortunately, he's not really producing out there right now he is getting a lot of snaps so he is on the field but the number one corner is normally on AJ Green and that makes Tyler and T Higgins available so I think there's still guys that you can look forward to and and you can build around going into 2021 season and the defense um, to their credit not just not this past week but over the course of the week since Joe Burrow went down they've been holding opponents to 20 to 19 points and normally when you do that an NFL 
Feld team will win, but offensively, they just can't get anything going in the second half and making those adjustments. The third quarter has some has been something they've struggled with, even with Joe Burrow. So I think there are bright spots, um, but nobody wants to hear that when you have two wins and, and a tie and it's year two for Zach Taylor and a lot of people look at the AFC North. I mean, you look at Monday Night Football just this past week. I know the Steeler fans were too, Cleveland and the Ravens. And to think that three teams from the AFC North could make the postseason, the Bengals have so much catching up to do in the offseason when it comes to draft and free agency. But I would say there's some young super superstars on defense right now when you look at a guy like Jesse Bates and then obviously in the wide receiver room. But unfortunately, they're not producing any wins and uh, nobody cares about moral victories in the NFL. Now, A.J. Green, you, you brought him up. I, he, he actually got on the stat sheet last week played a better you know had a little had a few results uh is he is he done do you think he's got more in the tank and is there any chance the Bengals re-sign him because he's a free agent at the end of this year if I'm not wrong so we talked to AJ Green after the game um and unfortunately if somebody would have told you that he would go into week 14 healthy you would think this guy was just on the stat sheet every week and he's really producing. He's getting in the end zone. That chemistry connecting with Joe Burrow was happening. And unfortunately, just never did. Um, and, and to his credit, again, the number one corner, corner normally on him out there. And I think there was some adjusting mentally, physically. I mean, the guy was injured for pretty much two years and he was finally back out there. And he's in his early 30s and, you know, that's going to start catching up with him. Um, they franchise tagged him this past season. And I know he didn't want that. He wanted a multi-year deal, not a long term, maybe a short term, two to three years. And they couldn't get that done. Um, and I don't blame the Bengals organization for that because I think you look at him coming off an injury you weren't going to go throw some money at him. I mean, they did with Joe Mixon, and unfortunately he's been injured this year. But I think going back to A.J. Green right now, um, it's all but official that I feel his time is up in Cincinnati. Um, if he would have had a breakout year, I could see them trying to get something done. And They take care of their own for as long as they can. Um, but I think with Green, it's just down to three games left in Cincinnati and, and going to another team and maybe has a couple years left in him. Um, but unfortunately, we didn't see that this year. Now, Lindsay, the Steelers obviously have been struggling the last couple of weeks offensively, uh, really haven't been able to get any sort of ground game going. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, there's been questions about his, about his throwing strength, uh, especially after last week's game. Do you think the Bengals can exploit the Steelers team and really kind of uh, pull off the upset in this one? I will say defensively, um, like I said, I've been impressed with how the Bengals have played the last three to four weeks. Unfortunately, not just this past week against the Cowboys. When you fall the ball three times, um, you're not going to look good defensively. They had good field position. But just going back to some of the play in the secondary, William Jackson III is playing like a top 15 corner right now. You have Jesse Bates out there. Von Bell has done a great job. Um, unfortunately, they can't get to the quarterback. And they never can get to Ben Roethlisberger. So I think if you were going to see a lot of success right there, um, Ben will have time um, like he always does. And just kind of playing along with those star receivers, they've got to, they've got to stop them. And it's prime time in Cincinnati. So I'm not optimistic uh, what we're going to see on the Cincinnati side. Um, but if they have a shot, I would say defensively, I like that matchup. Um, offensively, like I said, they can't get anything going in the second half and they haven't been able to make any adjustments um, with the run game, they've tried to rotate to different backs out there. Um, if there's any bright spots, I would I would look in the wide receiver room right now. But uh, yeah, I'd say Ben Ben's going to be just fine in, in their bounce back game on Monday Night Football. 
Now, Jeffrey, I have a question for you, but first, Lindsay, I, I want to get to this first with you. Geno Atkins placed on the IR. The, the, obviously a significant loss. Uh, he's been a Steeler killer, a, a, a very notable one over the last really decade. What does that What does that loss mean for that defense, and uh, who's going to have to replace him? I think it it's more of a loss for the guys on the D line off the field, and that's crazy to say when you think of a guy like Geno Adkins and this team not being able to get to the quarterback at all, not having that strength on the defensive line, and they're rotating some of their younger guys out there. Um, Geno just hasn't produced this year. It's very similar to a situation that we saw with AJ Green and even Carlos Dunlap, um, vets who have been on this team for a really long time. I wouldn't be surprised, similar to AJ Green, if the days are numbered um, and, and what we're going to see from Geno Adkins um, in Cincinnati. He put he was put on IR today because he's had that shoulder injury. So I, I think he it was a little bit of the shoulder injury, and and he was getting up there too. Um, and it's unfortunate, but uh, we'll see what happens if they decide to keep him for the 2021 season. But he's just not the same Geno this year, and uh, yeah, he won't be on the field on Monday Night Football, so they won't have to worry about that at all. Okay, Jeffrey, now, now to get this question to you, a few times Lind Lindsay's mentioned uh, Jesse Bates' name. I know off-air we talked about uh, possibly a hot take that I'm hoping to, to get you to share between Jesse Bates and Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, so, Jeffrey, uh, if you're willing to share that uh, that opinion, I, I think the, the fans would love to hear it. Yes, I told, I, I told Michael last uh, time the Steelers and Bengals played, uh, that as a pure free safety, Jesse Bates is a better player than Minka Fitzpatrick. I said that uh, before and then after, again, the Cincinnati game. As a pure free safety, Jesse Bates is better playing that position than Minka Fitzpatrick is. But I would put Minka Fitzpatrick, with his flexibility, ability to move around, and his playmaking is is – I would take overall the better player, but Jesse Bates is the better free safety. I think that's pretty clear. Yes, sideline to sideline. He is outstanding. What does he mean in that defense, Lindsay? Oh. oh, he's amazing. It's crazy to think how young he is. And I think when you look at the defense, I saw this on social media. It's a perfect example. Someone mentioned it looks like Jesse Bates is just putting out a bunch of fires out there because he's all over the field. And I think the only negative with Bates right now is he has to hold on to those interceptions. Um, he's had almost settled in the last couple of weeks, just this past week against uh, former quarterback Andy Dalton, it looked like green grass in the end zone, a pick for Bates. But unfortunately, he just can't hang on to the interceptions. Um, and, and it's unfortunate because you guys know with this Pro Bowl stuff and and guys really paying attention to a team, no one's really watching the two win Bengals right now. Um, but it, but if you wanted to and you wanted to see a star on that team and a young guy, um, he his leadership is one thing that I'm always amazed by because we talked to him in the post-game interviews um, via Zoom, obviously, and he talks about it. He's like, look, we have two wins. We have a tie right now. It's the cold winter months. We're not going to the playoffs. We're not really going anywhere right now. But he's like, this is a time you can really tell who wants to be here and who's going to be here in the future. And I think that's telling for a younger guy on defense and someone who's still playing every down like this team is going to the playoffs. Now, Lindsay, offensively, I know we've talked about the the Bengals' struggles, but uh, what do you see as potentially their best opportunity to move the ball down the field against the Steelers this week? You know what? They would love to get the run game going, and I could see them trying to do it early. But again, they're without Joe Mixon. They're the best offensive player right now. And, and credit you, Bernard. He's you know more of a pass catching running back, and obviously good at block. I I would say you got to throw it 
Um, you got to get, get to T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Those are their two money makers right now. And they've been involving the tight end a little bit and, and Drew Sample, more of a blocking tight end. But they're trying anything they can right now to get the ball down the field. And offensively, I know everybody wants Zach Taylor out in Cincinnati. I felt like he called a good game against the Cowboys. But when your running backs fumble the ball and, and your wide receiver three times um, back to back, there's there's no hope to get the game started, but I would say that it's going to be in the air. Um, I, I look for C. Higgins to have a big game, but um, I'm not too too hot on the Cincinnati Bengals going into this game. Jeffrey, here's a question for you. Lindsay mentions T. Higgins, and then, of course, Steelers rookie receiver Chase Claypool has kind of taken a step back in the, the latter half of the season. As of right now, is there one receiver you'd, uh, you'd rank ahead of the other? I'd put T. Higgins above Chase Claypool right now. Uh, I think I think Claypool has the the talent. I think he flashed it earlier in the season, uh, but the teams have kind of caught up to him. And uh, there's there's a few things he's got to iron out in his game before he can really take off. Whereas whereas T Higgins is is the real deal right now, and he doesn't even have a quarterback. He's still producing. Yeah, Lindsay, same question to you. Yeah, I, I think it's so unfortunate. Um, like you mentioned with Chase, he's, he's been fun to watch. And I think when you look at T. Higgins, um, some of the negatives right here is just this past Cowboys game, he had a couple of drops. But I would have loved to see what Joe Burrow and T. Higgins would do in the second half of the season. Um, it's unfortunate. And I think a lot of eyes were on T. Higgins. There were times from week one to week seven that he was ranked as a top five wide receiver right now. And that's just crazy insane to think about um, via the PFF numbers. So it, it's unfortunate. Uh, they're trying to get the ball to him when they have to, but I think the good news, um, at least in Cincinnati is they might have that duo of Tyler Boyd and T Higgins for a while. Now, earlier on, Lindsay, we were talking about uh, the Bengals quarterback and Brandon Allen projecting to be kind of the, the guy that will play this week. Is there is there something that uh, is stands out in his game that you think uh, could lead him to have a successful week against the Steelers? Yeah, I think there's a little bit of confidence from, from last week and not that the score was even close. Um, and unfortunately, he did leave with an injury in his day-to-day, so they're hoping he will be able to go on Monday Night Football. And by confidence, I mean he had a good game. It wasn't Brandon Allen at all. Um, he was able to move the ball down the field, and I think he, you know, he has the arm strength. Um, a lot of people want to knock Joe Burrow, and I think that's one thing you're going to do on a rookie quarterback, the number one draft pick, what can you find wrong with this guy? Um, and, and it is the arm strength with Burrow. And I think that's one thing that Brandon Allen does have. Obviously, there are no comparisons. Uh, but when you do have him out there, you can get the ball down the field. Uh, but, yeah, I, I would say you had that going into Monday night. Okay. As we uh, rapidly approach the 20-minute mark here, Lindsay, I just got two more questions uh, for you, and we'll let you get out of here. First one being, if the Bengals are to win this game, what is the X factor for the Bengals in order to uh, be successful on Monday night? To be successful on Monday night, obviously it's primetime football. And in Cincinnati, um, a lot of people joke that this team can't perform under the lights. They're at Paul Brown Stadium. They will have fans there. Um, I'm guessing a lot of Steeler fans. They can have up to around 15,000 fans. So I'm expecting to see a lot of Pittsburgh fans um, in Paul Brown Stadium. So it might be more of an atmosphere for the Steelers, but, but you know, the X factor, I think honestly is just getting started. I know it's so generic and cliche to say, but just having a fast start offensively, um, they struggled with it early in the season is even that first game against Pittsburgh, everything that could go wrong went wrong for them. Special teams, offense, defense, and just all three phases really have to produce out there. And I think defensively, 
if they can have another one of their performances they had a couple weeks ago. And, you know, those are the NFC East teams. Um, they, they should be okay. But this team, man, they they just can't do anything in the second half of the game. So they got to get four quarters at least do something in the third quarter. They've struggled with it pretty much all season since week one. So it's going to be tough. I mean, everyone knows Pittsburgh's coming off two losses, and you're not going to want to face a team like that. And I know um, and Pittsburgh fans are upset with how things are going in the last two weeks. But uh, I think this is going to be a bounce back game for, for the Steelers. Oh, you say that and give me hope. But now I'm thinking about the, the Bengals or no, the Browns and Ravens game and how exciting and high scoring that was. Now I'm thinking about two teams that start awfully slow. I'm like, whew, we're going to go from a 47-42 AFC North game to uh, like a 12-7 game. And that's exactly what's going to be. And everyone's going to love watching it on primetime. I'm sure everyone's going to talk oh. about it the same way. Uh but um, yeah it certainly will be but uh last question before we uh, let you get out of here score prediction for this game who do you got winning and what's that score gonna be i think i've been pretty telling all night long um i'll go pittsburgh 28 to 10 so So the steelers cover the spread uh and uh they get back on track i I think steeler fans would uh, like to hear that and boy would it hurt if they lost a third in a row against the cincinnati Bengals. Lindsay Patterson, thank you so much for joining us. No problem at all. You guys will more than like uh, be rocking AFC North champion shirts on Monday night. Hopefully, shirts and hat game. <laughs> Have a good night. You guys too. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, that was uh, Lindsay Patterson from Inquirer Sports. A lot of fun to talk to. Jeffrey, it's, all, it's almost like I forgot about you in the chat here. But uh, getting back to you and this game. Are you worried at all that the Steelers won't be able to bump their slump against this this two win Bengals team? I I don't think it'll be a problem. I really I really don't. They don't have the weapons to really attack our linebackers. Uh, that's where we're weakest right now. Like I was telling you before the show, we're down four of our top five cover linebackers, and, and the one we have left is TJ Watt. Like that's it's we don't have any coverage in the linebacker spots. Uh, but they don't really have the weapons to attack that Giovanni Bernard. I think we can handle him. Uh, he and, and without with their tight ends, Drew Sam, he's not that big of a threat. So I'm not worried about the Bengals' offense really at all. <laughs> like this is and and frankly, you know this this is like she said, this is that get right game. This is that game where we can come in, we can struggle and still win this game. Yeah. One of the things that you've kind of been preaching this year since the Steelers uh, basically locked up a playoff spot was that you don't care about seeding whatsoever. And I was kind of under the assumption of I care about seeding as long as it's the one seed because they can get the bye. Now, it's virtually impossible they can get the bye now unless the Chiefs somehow lose out. If the Steelers, I still think winning the AFC North is important mentally for this team, but if they win on Monday night, and I had an article about this earlier in the week, do you think the Steelers should start resting players like right away as in beginning of the, the Colts game and, and that Browns game in week 17? I don't think you'll see them resting, uh, especially on offense. I think you'll see what, we, what we'll see is kind of what we're seeing right now even is them experiment more, them test some new things, them some try some stuff, see if they can get this offense, you know, reignited. Not necessarily resting people, but but using this opportunity to kind of take more chances because you don't need to win these games. These games really, they don't matter. What matters is getting getting yourself set up to be a team that's that's going to be able to win in the playoffs. 
Well, one of the things I've kind of noticed on Steelers social media and really national media, uh, CBS had a mock draft come out today and that had the Steelers taking Kyle Trask, uh, the Florida Gators quarterback late in the first round. Uh, I've seen people saying there's really two camps on this one, this idea that Ben Roethlisberger's arm shot or no, it's not shot. Like it's one or the other. What are your kind of opinions on Ben Roethlisberger and, and his ability to still throw the ball down the field? Oh man, he's still got his arm. It's still him. It's still Ben Roethlisberger. The problems he's had this year, uh, I'm gonna. I, people have been talking in the live chat about my uh, f- about my film room I just put out, uh, and the second part is coming. I'll give I'll give you a few little spoilers here. Uh, but but one of the problems we're seeing with Ben Roethlisberger is as the Matt Canada's influence on the offense has kind of been eliminated by defenses. Uh, and really not through any fault of Matt Canada's offense, just the fact that they really tried in an abbreviated offseason where they didn't have much time to take a quarterback and reteach him the offense. Like, be like, you're going to run a new offense, which people are like, oh, Ben's not dumb. He could learn that. Yeah, but, you know, Tom Brady couldn't do it. Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay. He struggled all this stuff. They've had to put more and more New England back in. When Peyton Manning changed teams, he brought his offense with him. When when Joe Montana went to Kansas City, he was like, you guys are going to run my offense. Because I'm not running your offense. Like, you're going to run my offense because I'm going to do what I know. I'm going to do what I've been doing. I'm going to do what I can do in my sleep. The problem with Ben's offense is it is more predictable. It is much more predictable. That's why they brought in Canada to try and liven it up, to give something to it that would make it less predictable. The reason it always worked is because – Ben had Antonio Brown and like, it didn't matter. Antonio Brown was a great receiver. Ben is a great quarterback. Both of them hall of fame level talents, but together they were more than the sum of their parts. They were better together than they were on their own. So it didn't matter if the defense could sit there and look at a formation and say, okay, AB's running one of two routes, but to stop both of them, other people are going to be open. Like you, you don't know what you can't like, you can know what they're doing, but they do it good enough that you can't stop them. And so I, I think part of the problem you're seeing with Ben Roethlisberger this season isn't so much that he doesn't have the talent he's always had. He doesn't have that connection that he had with Antonio Brown where he could run his offense. Teams could kind of have an idea of what he was doing, and it just didn't matter. They were still going to complete passes. They were still moving the ball. They're still going to score points. I think we've seen him try to force that with Deontay Johnson. At times, I think we've tried to see him force that with Chase Claypool, where it's like, you're covered. I'm just going to throw you the ball and see if you can catch it. Uh, But they're not not there. They're not on the same page. They're not together like Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger were. So it's not working. That's that's really why the offense is struggling, is because in order to run Ben's offense, they need to be able to do that. They need to be able to beat a defense that knows what you're doing. And they can't. They don't have that player. They don't have that that superstar they had with Antonio Brown. So no one's jumping in from a, from a blimp, uh, coming down in a, in a parachute and landing in Pittsburgh and all of a sudden having a superstar wide receiver this year. Like the team already knows what they got and they're, they're not finding anything different at this point. So, so what does that mean for this year? Like, do the Steelers just go to say, Ben, hey, listen, get stuffed. You're, you're running Matt Canada stuff or, or are the Steelers just doomed to struggle and then basically waste the last potentially really good shot at Ben Roethlisberger winning another championship. Well, they can't really just say you have to run Matt Canada stuff because when they've tried to implement that in the passing game, Ben misses reads. Uh, Receivers miss reads. They just can't connect on things. The timing is is strange and he doesn't do well 
and when they when they really try to implement that and what it's done is they had to simplify it to the point that the defenses could figure it out defenses could figure out what he was doing and then they're just they're jumping what they know is coming they see the formation they see the 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 jet sweep they see these and they just jump what they know is coming uh to really get it going to really get Canada stuff going they're going you're going to have to see Ben under center you're going to have to see him under center more which in all honesty they've been throwing him under center more they really have like i'm really i'm spoiling a lot of my film room tomorrow uh, <laughs> but you're seeing like in early in the game you'll see series where they're like we're really going to put ben under center here uh they actually threw a pass to chase claypool where he was he ran the jet sweep motion they snapped it at the right time to kind of do the jet sweep and then chase claypool ran out and did a route and they threw it to chase like they haven't done that yet this season. They they do like one uh, pass where they had jet sweep motion a game and it never worked. Ben, it was it was not working at all. This one fell incomplete, but they actually threw to the guy who was running the jet sweep. So they're they're trying to be like, okay, we get that you you when you run the jet sweep, they will they will send a safety, even a deep safety, all the way up to try and counter that jet sweep. Well, if now that guy's a pass option, that creates a little more problem. Uh, Teams are also pretty wise to you run out of shotgun. There's really not that many runs you can do. Ben doesn't really do well moving laterally out of shotgun, especially with his knee injured, with his knee giving him trouble. So running backs have to come to Ben and they either run like the running backs to his left. They're going to have to run it to the right or the running backs going to have to come take the ball from Ben, change direction and then run. And that's, that doesn't work well. Uh, so again, the run game, you're going to see Ben under center more. You're going to have to see him do mix up more things. And you're going to have to see him implement can implement Canada's offense the way it's supposed to be implemented. Not early on in the season, they were using little tricks to try and like cheat the system. Like you're only like it's a handoff for one receiver on a, on an RPO. And it, it just it wasn't working. Defenses figured it out. But you but we all saw the first five weeks of the season, the Steelers were a top ten rushing game. I brought that up. They they the. Week six was the first time, or the Tennessee game after the bye was the first time uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers didn't run for 100 yards, and they haven't come in close to it since. They haven't they haven't come anywhere close to it since because teams figured out the tricks they were using to try and like take these two different offenses that are very different and just smash them together and make them work. It wasn't working. Uh, what we're seeing more now is the Steelers are taking time and really trying to work it in, you know, the right way work it together, not just jam them and hope the teams don't don't figure out what you're doing, but really actually change the offense to be more versatile. You got to hope it works. If it works, this team could be a playoff run team. They could make a run in the playoffs. If it doesn't, it, like we're one and done anyway. All right. Now we're nearing the 30-minute mark of our show, so we will jump into a quick break. I got a pretty heavy question that uh, might take a while. So uh, I think it's best to take the, the break now, Jeffrey, and then uh, we'll jump into that on the other end. So if you're watching on YouTube or on Facebook, just, just sit tight. We will be back in a second. If you're listening on the podcast side, click over to part two now. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary BGW. Void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details